Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Welcome, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I think something's wrong here with our podcast. Is everything okay? Okay. Um, I don't see it from my end, but I'm glad it's okay. God bless you. I'm so happy to be with you. Um, And this is a most special week. And um, we will be with you today, tomorrow, and Thursday, which is Christmas Eve. Um, And... um, uh, and then specials on Friday for Christmas. Um, I'm thrilled, actually. So wonderful. This time of Advent has been just tremendous. The church is things in the world, and the news in the church is really worse every single day. But we are happy, and we are joyful, and we are at peace because our peace does not come from circumstances or news or anything, what we have or don't have. It comes from our relationship with God. And we've been spending this Advent um, so well. Not a single decoration, not a single Christmas light, absolutely nothing, because the Lord has not yet come. And we keep a manger scene all year round. But for Advent, we take the baby out of the manger, and we don't have anything around. Um, we, one, we have a, um, an Advent wreath, and we pray every day, and we do the readings, and we light the candles, and we only eat one meal a day through all of Lent, um, except on Sunday or Holy Days. Um, and um, it's just been a tremendously beautiful time of prayer. Our penance has been a joy, an absolute joy. Uh, we get to sacrifice. We get to fast. We love it. We love it. So here we are, just a few days from Christmas. And um, I want to, um, let me just see if I can. I was going to read you something else. But I want to bring up a, a tremendous, um, what do I want to say, a wonderful um, article. I've We've run it to... Um, Years in a row. Um, it's, it's written by Michael Matt of The Remnant, and it, all it is, it's nothing to do with his imagination. It's strictly a report of how he grew up in a truly traditional Catholic home. I've never read anything more beautiful. No fictional story, nothing has captured my heart as this has. So I just need to see um, what Christmas newsletter... I have that in. Um, oh dear, oh dear! Now I'm going to struggle trying to find it. Um, let me see if I could find it here. Hold on. Um, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear! I don't see it. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, instead, I'm going to read you. I'll find it, but I'm going to read you a letter from. Um, let me just see. Advent, Christmas. Let me see if I had it in Advent. Hold on. I, you're, you're holding on while I'm 
going through my own website. This is crazy, huh? Really crazy. Okay. Um, I'm going to read you instead, and I'll get that uh, article that I wish up for tomorrow. It's It's extremely beautiful. Let me mention, though, that our hard copy of our newsletter went in the mail yesterday. I hope you have it by the end of the week. Um, but if not, you'll have it as soon as the mail gets to you. And um, we send out our, for those on our email list, we sent out our, the newsletter by email yesterday. And we also have it up on our website, motherofisraelshope.org. So you can go ahead and read it. It tells you about our new home in Beloit, Kansas, and um, uh, some good stories and a really beautiful, one of my favorite Christmas stories in there. Um Archbishop Vigano wrote a Christmas letter to all the Catholics of the world. He is, um, he's been a light in the darkness to us faithful Catholics during this entire year of craziness from what's going on in the Vatican and uh, COVID and everything else. And he writes this. This, dear children, is our great reset. He's talking about Christmas, this Christmas. This, dear children, he says, is our great reset, with which divine providence restored the order broken by the ancient serpent with the original sin of our first parents, a reset from which apostate angels and their leader Lucifer are excluded, but which has granted all men the grace to be able to benefit from the sacrifice of God made man and to regain the eternal life to which they were destined since the creation of Adam. Dear ones, um, this is our focus. This is our heart. This is why we are filled with joy. This is why we have no worry. This is why we're filled with peace. God is in control. Nothing skips him. And if he's allowing this evil, he has a purpose. Here is a quote which Archbishop Vigano included from the, moder- the Roman Martyrology for December 25th. It says, on the 25th day of December, in the 13th moon, when ages beyond member had run their course, the uh, the Jewish calendar is is set by um, the um, uh, what I want to say the universe the stars the moon it's not the same as our calendar on the twenty fifth day of December in the thirteenth moon when ages beyond number had run their course from the creation of the world when God in the beginning created heaven and earth, and formed man in his own likeness, when century upon century had passed from the time when the Almighty had set his bow in the clouds after the great flood as a sign of covenant and peace in the 21st century, from the time when Abraham, our father in faith, came out of Ur of the Chaldees in the 13th century, from the time when the people of Israel were led by Moses in the exodus from Egypt. Around the thousandth year, the one thousandth year, from the time when David was anointed king in the 65th week of the prophecy of Daniel, in the 195th Olympiad, in the year 752 from the foundation of the city of Rome, in the 42nd year of the reign of Caesar, Octavian, Augustus, the whole world being at peace, Jesus Christ, eternal God and son of the eternal father, 
desiring to consecrate the world by his most loving presence, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and when nine months had passed since his conception, was born of the Virgin Mary in Bethlehem of Judah and was made man. The Nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ according to the flesh. That's the Roman Martyology for December 25th. And Archbishop Vigano writes, like every year, in the cycle of seasons and of history, the Holy Church now celebrates the birth according to the flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ, eternal God and Son of the Eternal Father, conceived by the work of the Holy Spirit by the Virgin Mary, with the solemn words of the liturgy, the birth of the Redeemer imposes itself on humanity by dividing time into a before and an after. Nothing will be the same as before. From the moment, that moment, the Lord incarnates himself to carry out the work of salvation and definitively snatches man who fell in Adam from the slavery of Satan. This, dear children, is our great reset with which divine providence restored the order broken by the ancient serpent serpent with the original sin of our first parents, a reset from which apostate angels and their leader Lucifer are excluded, but which has granted all men the grace to be able to benefit from the sacrifice of God made man and to regain the eternal life to which they were destined since the creation of Adam. What a wonderful gesture of mercy toward the creatures rebellious from the beginning on the part of their creator. What divine charity which granted to disobedient man the ransom of his infinite guilt, our infinite guilt, beloved, by accepting the offering of his divine son on the cross. What divine humility which responded to man's pride with the obedience of the second person of the Holy Trinity, incarnate, propter nos hominis et propter nostrum salutem, which translates for us men and for our salvation. This is the true new order, willed by God and destined to last for the eternity of the centuries after the thousand battles of a war in which the eternal defeated Try the eternal defeated tries to prevent the glory of the divine majesty from being shared by us poor mortal creatures. This is the triumph of the one who is not satisfied with creating man, with his perfections and granting him his friendship, but after man had betrayed him by surrendering himself as a slave to the devil, he decided to buy him back. Redemptio. Redemption is precisely the institution of Roman law by which the slave is redeemed and becomes free again at the price of the most precious blood of his only begotten son. Beloved, dear ones, we will continue this as soon as we return from the break. This is just beautiful. Um, And after the second break, we'll take your calls, your texts, your emails with anything on your heart. The toll-free number is 1-877-511-5483. We'll be right back. 
Here at the Station of the Cross, we proudly bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners through radio and mobile devices, and we're grateful for the feedback we've received. Catholic radio has just been a lifesaver for me. I start my day with it. I listen to it all day long as much as I can. There's always people calling in with people who've lost children, and I love everyone has to say and the advice of the Catholic Church and how to deal with suffering. It has given me the strength to get through the day and to get out of bed each morning. I am very grateful for it. Catholic Radio to me has been very informative on my religion. It has informed me of many things that I wasn't aware of or should have been aware of, and I've enjoyed it very much listening to it. If you've been blessed by listening to the Station of the Cross, let us know. Call 1-877-888-6279, extension 112, then share your testimonial with us. So our Lord had a great love for those who are chaste. He, he made his mother the Immaculate Virgin. St. Joseph had an angelic type of purity. St. John the Baptist was preserved in his mother's womb. His beloved disciple was St. John. All of these were lilies on, about him that, that he placed about himself. Our Lord likes to be in the presence of the pure. Sermons for Everyday Living, weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. The Station of the Cross appreciates the generosity of our supporters. We are committed to keeping our donors' accounts up to date. If there have been changes made to your payment information, please call us so that we can update your account. 1-877-888-6279, extension 104. Or update your information online at thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for your generous support of Catholic Radio. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Um, I realize that our um, video was off for the first portion, but we're back now. So our, our video goes off, the audio continues, but we're back with both now. Blessed be God. I'm going to repeat the last sentence of Archbishop Vigano's Christmas letter to us. <clears throat> he says, this is the triumph. This is our great reset, our great reset in the divine plan, Christmas is the great reset of the world. Archbishop writes, this is the triumph of the one who is not satisfied with creating man with his perfections and granting him his friendship, but after man had betrayed him by surrendering himself as a slave to the devil, he decided to buy him back. Redemptio is precisely the institution of Roman law by which the slave is redeemed and becomes free again at the price of the most precious blood of his only begotten son. And it is also the triumph of the mother of God, who in the majesty of the incarnation gave birth to the Redeemer, that holy child destined to suffer and die for us. It is she who in the proto-gospel was promised as the victor over the serpent in the eternal enmity between her lineage and the enemy. The enemy. 
For this, the chosen people were gathered. For this, they were led to the promised land. For this, the Holy Spirit, inspired by the prophets, inspired the prophets by indicating the time and place of the Savior's birth. For this, the angels sang their gloria at the cave. And the Magi followed the star to adore the child, wrapped in swaddling clothes, like the son of a king. For this, the virgin sang her Magnificat, and the little St. John the Baptist leapt in St. Elizabeth's womb. For this, Simeon pronounced the Nunc Dimittis. You may dismiss your servant in peace, O Lord, holding the promised Messiah in his arms. Veni, Emmanuel, captivum solve Israel. Come, Emmanuel, free your captive people. Free them also today, as you freed them with your most holy birth and with your passion and death. Free your holy church by revealing the false shepherds and mercenaries as you revealed the envy of the high priests and their silences during the messianic prophecies, which were hidden from the simple. Free the nations from evil rulers, from corruption, from the slavery of power and money, from the enslavement to the prince of this world, from the lie of false freedom, from the deception of false progress, from rebellion against your holy law. Free each one of us from our miseries, from sin, from pride, from the presumption of being able to save oneself without you. Free us from the disease that afflicts our souls, from the pestilence of the vices that infect our life, from the illusion of being able to defeat death, which is the just reward of our rebellion. Because you alone, O Lord, are the true liberator, only in you, who are truth, will we be free. Will we see the chains that bind us to the world, to the flesh, and to the devil fall? Veni, O Oriens, come, O rising sun, cast away the shadows and disperse the darkness of light. Veni, Clavis Davidica, come, key of David, open wide our celestial homeland, make the way to heaven secure, and close the door to hell. Veni Adonai, come, O powerful Lord, who gave the law from above to your people on Sinai in the mystery of your glory. Veni Rex Gentium, come, King of the peoples, to reign over us, Prince of Peace, Angel of the Great Council. Come and descend into time and history. Upset this infernal Tower of Babel, that we have built by challenging you in your majesty. Come, Lord. And our Archbishop Viganò just went through all the all, all, all the O antiphons. Come, Lord. Because in these two years of pandemic madness, we have understood that hell does not consist so much in the suffering of the body, but in the desperation of knowing you are far away. In your silence, in letting ourselves sink into the deaf horror of your absence. And blessed be your most holy mother and our mother, whom you have left at, your, at our side in these terrible days as our advocate. 
because in the vision of this hell on earth, we can find the spiritual medicine which enables us to welcome you into our souls, into our families, in our nations, returning to you that crown that we have usurped from you. Bless, O child king, those, bless those, who will allow themselves to be conquered by your love, for which you did not hesitate to incarnate yourself and die for us. May this divine love be received with grateful wonder by those who dead in Adam, in you, the new Adam, has been reborn. By those who having fallen with Eve, in Mary, the new Eve, will rise again. May it be so. Beloved, that's the end of the Christmas letter from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. How beautiful. I think you should find it online. Find it online through LifeSite News. LifeSite News, and then just put Archbishop Vigano's Christmas 2021 message, and you'll get it. And I think you should print it out, if you're able, and enclose it with every single Christmas card. And if you've already sent some, send it again. What a glorious, glorious message. Absolutely magnificent. Um, hold on just a moment here. Um, last night, I read to us, let me try to bring it up again, one of my favorite ever stories. And it's all that matters. All that matters, dear ones, is the love um, through which and by which heaven came to earth. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob took flesh and became one of us. That is Christmas. And there's a story, which I've also had, I think, three times in our newsletter, but it's been a while. It's a true, it's a letter written by a mother um, she's written it anonymously, but it's a true letter. And some of you know it. It's called A Baby's Hug. I'm going to see if I have time to read this before the next break. <clears throat> the mother writes, listen to this, beloved. We were the only family with children in the restaurant. I sat Eric in a high chair and noticed everyone was quietly sitting and talking. Suddenly, Eric squealed with glee and said, Hi! He pounded his fat baby hands on the high chair tray. His eyes were crinkled in laughter, and his mouth was barred in a toothless grin as he wriggled and giggled with merriment. I looked around and saw the source of his merriment. It was a man whose pants were baggy with a zipper at half-mast, and his toes poked out of would-be shoes. His shirt was dirty and his hair was uncombed and unwashed. His whiskers were too short to be called a beard, and his nose was so varicose it looked like a road map. We were too far from him to smell, but I was sure he smelled. His hands waved and flapped on loose wrists. <clears throat> Hi there, baby. Hi there, big boy. I see you, buster, the man said to Eric. My husband and I exchanged looks as if to say, what do we do? Eric continued to laugh and answer, Hi! Everyone in the restaurant noticed and looked at us and then at the man. The old geezer was creating a nuisance with my beautiful baby. 
our meal came, and the man began shouting from across the room, Do you patty cake? Do you know peekaboo? Hey, look, he knows peekaboo. Nobody thought the old man was cute. He was obviously drunk. My husband and I were embarrassed. We ate in silence, all except for Eric, who was running through his repertoire for the admiring Skid Row bum, who in turn reciprocated with his cute comments. We finally got through the meal and headed for the door. My husband went to pay the check and told me to meet him at the parking lot. The old man sat poised between me and the door. Lord, just let me out of here before he speaks to me or Eric, I prayed. As I drew closer to the man, I turned my back, trying to sidestep him and avoid any air he might be breathing. As I did, Eric leaned over my arm, reaching with both arms in a baby's pick-me-up position. Before I could stop him, Eric had propelled himself from my arms to the man's. Suddenly, a very old, smelly man and a very young baby consummated their love and kinship. Eric, in an act of total trust, love, and submission, laid his tiny head upon the man's ragged shoulder. The man's eyes closed, and I saw tears hover beneath his lashes. His aged hands, full of grime, pain, and hard labor, cradled my baby's bottom and stroked his back. No two beings have ever loved so deeply For so short a time, I stood awestruck. The old man rocked and cradled Eric in his arms, and his eyes opened and set squarely on mine. He said in a firm, commanding voice, You take care of this baby. And somehow I managed, I will, from a throat that contained a stone. He pried Eric from his chest, lovingly and longingly, as though he were in pain. I received my baby, and the man said, God bless you, ma'am, you my Christmas gift. I said nothing more than a muttered thanks. With Eric in my arms, I ran for the car. My My husband was wondering why I was crying and holding Eric so tightly, and why I was saying, my God, my God, forgive me. I had just witnessed Christ's love shown through the innocence of a tiny child who saw no sin, who made no judgment, a child who saw a soul, and a mother who saw a suit of clothes. I was a Christian who was blind, holding a child who was not. It felt as if God were asking, are you willing to share your son for a moment when he shared his for all eternity? The ragged old man unwittingly had reminded me that to enter the kingdom of God, we must become as little children. I cried when I read this story uh, a little bit slowly, more slowly, to our sisters here last night. I don't know how many times I've read this story. This is the first time I didn't tear up because I was reading it more quickly to get it in before the break, and I had just again read it last night. It's so beautiful, beloved. Nothing matters but our love and our acceptance of every single soul. Does God accept every single soul? He does not accept sin, but there's not a soul alive for whom he has not died. There is not a soul alive who cannot come to him. If you're far away from home this Christmas, spiritually, 
if you're far away from God, give your life to him to begin with or anew and let him enfold you in his love and lead you to heaven. We'll be right back after the break and you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free one 511 5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. If the cares and anxieties of life are weighing you down, come to the St. Thomas More House of Prayer and allow the Lord to refresh your soul. The St. Thomas More House of Prayer is a Catholic retreat center devoted to praying and promoting the liturgy of the hours. You'll find a tranquil atmosphere that's ideal for deep prayer, whether as an individual or for a group retreat. We're located at 365 Hill City Road in Cranberry, Pennsylvania. Make your reservation today or learn more at liturgyofthehours.org. You can also call us at 814-676-1910. That's 814-676-1910. We would love to help you experience the Liturgy of the Hours and discover the prayer that will change your life. Beloved, this is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as The Catholic Current. Father Robert McTague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to The Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. There's so much confusion in our world today over what love is. By displaying a Catholic Radio bumper magnet on your car, you'll help others understand love as designed by God. Order your free bumper magnets at thestationofthecross.com. We'd be happy to send bumper magnets for your listening area so that others can come to know the Lord. That's thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for sharing Catholic Radio on the road. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I am she, and we are live, and I'm thrilled to be with you, and this is our half hour together for you to call in with anything on your heart at all, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have Philip from Chicago on the line. Hello, Philip. Yeah, Mother, I'm... I'm uh, going through transition from Protestantism to Catholicism. Hold, hold up, Philip. What? Somehow your 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 voice is a little muddled. Uh, are you talking right into the phone? Yeah, let me talk. Is this better? Uh, that's much better. Thank you. No, I'm transitioning from Protestantism to Catholicism. And like yes, yourself, be God. Like yourself, I was born Jewish. Oh, my Lansman. Mazel tov. Yes. And Merry Christmas to you, Mother. It's just, 
I was part of a major Protestant denomination, but my pastor didn't want to rebaptize me. I got baptized at a non-denominational evangelical megachurch, and I said to my pastor, I said, I have to, the home office says I have to be rebaptized. My confirmation was not, was invalid. I shouldn't even take, no, nah, don't worry about it. So I got mad, and I'm just going through our Well, RCA. hold on, hold on. Let me no. understand you. Are you you the pastor of the? Is he a priest now of your Catholic church? No, he was like a pastor. I'll be honest. He was a pastor of a Lutheran church. I got baptized at Harvest Bible Chapel in Rolling Meadows, and it was like not done according to the formula. Matthew twenty-eight sixteen. And I told my pastor. I'm not validly confirmed. He says, don't worry. And I call up the home office. No, says, no, no. You, when it. you enter the Catholic Church, you need to be, uh, you weren't properly baptized, so you're not going to be no. bapt- rebaptized. You're going to be baptized for the first time, truly. I misspoke. It just, you know, it just makes me feel uneasy because since my baptism was not valid, am I truly Christian? I've been Christian for many years, you know. Well, you know what? Um, St. Augustine says we are bound by the sacraments, but God is not. Uh, Philip, he's done a work in your heart. I wouldn't worry about figuring that out. But when you finally enter the Catholic Church, let them baptize you and reconfirm you and all of that. I know. My my Lutheran pastor was like lazy. He tried to get me back. I said, no, you blew me No, forget your Lutheran pastor. Forget that. Forget all that, right. Home office said it was my baptism was not valid. You know, both the Lutherans and Catholics say it's not valid unless it's done in the name I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's exactly it's right. Not done that way. It's That's invalid. exactly right. That's exactly right. So, God has given you tremendous grace all these years. So don't worry about that. But when you finally enter the Catholic Church, um, do get baptized and confirmed and all of that from the beginning my baptism was in balance you know what i'll wait till april 16th patience is not one of my greatest virtue it's a virtue oh. <laughs> did you ever yeah. philip did you ever hear the expression i want patience i want it right now i know <laughs> yeah. i yes. know i'm just I'm just an excitable Jewish guy from the north side of Chicago. Oh, bless you sweetheart I, and you're going through rcia right now in a catholic church Yes, I'm going right now to the Catholic Church. And you're going through RCIA? I'm going to take my confession until I, go, I get rebaptized. Yes, sweetheart. Are you in an RCIA program? Yes, I am. Is it okay? Is it good? Yeah. The priest walks okay. in, the guy's a, the guy's a, well, the guy's an attorney, but that's all I'm going to say about it. What do you mean, the guy? You're not talking about the priest. You're talking about whoever's no, teaching it? by a lawyer. And the priest walks in there. Well, if there's anything incorrect, you need to speak up. Yeah, well, I know the Bible pretty well. Yes, but from Catholic guys, it's a little different. And um, you know the Catholic doctrine is different. So if you hear anything that's not right, look it up in the catechism and... And tell that attorney, and if you need, tell the priest. Make sure it's it, uh, that RCA program is right and that it honors God. The Catechism, the Catholic Church, I have the Dewey Rings Bible. Good. The uh, Catholic Church uses the New American Bible Revised, which I don't particularly like, but I take it with mm-hmm. me to church. 
shit. Nah, I don't like it either because the language has been downgraded. So I understand, I Philip. I Philip, sweetheart. Yes, okay. God was patient with his stipper, stiff, uh, stubborn, stiff-necked Jewish people for centuries, so we need to be patient now. I know. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's probably ethnocentric arrogance on my part. What are these Gentiles doing telling me what to do? Oh, don't you dare say that. Jew and Gentile are one in Christ. Don't you dare say that. Don't you dare. You know, you must, you must. And in fact, when I came into the church, um, you know that in the synagogue, the Torah is kept in a tabernacle with a veil over it. And there's always a sanctuary light in front of it showing that the Word of God is there. And that's how the Catholic Church, through the Jewish apostles, got the tabernacle with the living Word of God in it and the sanctuary light always outside to show that God is there. And so when I came into the church, I said to all these Gentiles, thank you for keeping the light on. Thank you. You know, I Thank know you. from history that... Uh, if it were for the Jews the, alone, we may not be Catholic, Philip. The keys to the church to Ignatius of Antioch. So there's a definite connection between the apostles and the people who came after them. There's no question about it. And the, and, the, and the bishops are their successors to this day. I know, after the apostle... After St. Paul, it was Linus, and I think after Linus, it was... No, St. Paul was not a pope. You mean after St. Peter? I mean, Saint, I misspoke. St. Peter. Yeah, that's fine. And okay. Was, uh, that's why they put erasers on pencils. That's right. <laughs> Philip, you're a dear one, sweetheart. If you want to be baptized before uh, August 16th, before Easter... I only make the suggestion to you that you find a Latin parish and um, the priest will probably be able to baptize you as soon as he's sure the next month that you know the faith, that you know and believe the true faith. He doesn't have to wait till Easter. You misspoke too. (laughs) I misspoke? Yeah, you said August 16th. I get... Oh, I did. I I know. I misspeak all the... Yes, April. April. But okay, so before Easter, if you want to do that, uh, go find a Latin parish. Introduce yourself to the priest, and you won't have an RCII class. You'll have the priest instructing you directly, and he can baptize you as soon as you're ready. I know. But they go through the same process of six, seven months. Am I a little, you know? No, not necessarily. I didn't go through that process. It was six weeks for me. Mm. Because the priest, who was a Novus Ordo, but he was convinced. I had spent two years, uh, no, four and a half years studying the faith. It was six weeks for me. I never even went through RCIA because it was a good and holy priest who knew that I understood the faith and believed. That's what's needed. Find a good holy priest, Philip, and you don't have to go through all those months. I know. No, I just, I go back January 3rd, January, February, March, April 16th. Okay. Three and a half months. All right, sweetheart. Well, be faithful and um, thank God that he's led you into the fullness, utter fullness of Judaism and the full measure of Christianity. Thank God for that. And thank him for the 
um, the broken wall, the wall being broken down between Jew and Gentile, that we would all be one. That was the purpose of the Messiah coming, not for the Jews alone, but through the Jews for the whole world. You were from an observant Jewish background. Yes. My parents needed a rabbi to convert them to Judaism. They were pork-eating heathens, you know? Okay. Well, be careful with your language that you don't put things down. Hmm? Um, Be careful. Jesus has said, don't call unclean what I have made clean. So he's made pork clean. Be careful that you don't disparage anyone, Philip, because Christ died for us, for every single soul. Okay, dear one. Hey, I like your chicken, the chicken story and the eagle. I have to look it up. I, I okay. <laughs> okay, sweetheart. God bless you. God bless you, God Philip. Bless Thanks you. for your call. We have a text from someone who writes it anonymously and says, Hello, Mother Miriam. Can you suggest a book on discernment for a high school senior who feels like he has no idea what he wants to do after high school? Thank you. I cannot think of a a book at the moment uh, for that. What I would suggest is that you go to the Cardinal Newman Society and look at the recommended colleges and based on... Um, discernment there, not necessarily on his career, but just what his heart wants. Pick a good Catholic college, um, uh, maybe one, you know, it might be a Steubenville if he's more prone to theology, it might be a Christendom if he's more prone to being a witness in the in the world, you know, different things. Um, pick a good Catholic college, and whatever college that he picks, make sure that he's part of the Newman Center because through the Newman Center, through his college career, there'll be many opportunities um, to discern and, and programs and presentations to help him discern what God may be calling him to. So I would say, number one, if he doesn't know what he wants for the future, that's not an issue whatsoever in high school. Just pick a very good, stable, sturdy, Catholic, uncompromising Catholic college. The Cardinal Newman Society will help you to do that, and um, and they'll help you to discern as well what college to go to, and then make sure um, tell your your um, your high school senior. Uh, tell him that he should just be faithful, go to their mass, um, be part of the uh, Newman Center, get a good spiritual director, and he will be fine. God will lead him. We have an email from James, and James writes, Hello, Mother. My father is Catholic in that he was baptized, made First Communion, and confirmed in the church. My mother is Protestant. They were not married in the Catholic Church. They were married in a Protestant church. My father is not a practicing Catholic, but I think he would still identify as Catholic. Well, he shouldn't. Excuse me. He has rejected God. He should not identify as Catholic. And then um, James says, because while he doesn't attend Mass regularly, he has attended Mass and received communion on at least one occasion when I became Catholic. Well, I hope he went to confession before he received communion. If he didn't, he would be committing mortal sin on top of mortal sin. 
James says, I don't know if he knew or not the church's teaching on marrying outside the church prior to marrying my mother. I suspect he may have. My question is, is it okay to bring my children to my parents, to my parents' house to visit despite their marriage situation? Also, on a somewhat related note, my sister is possibly in an invalid or illicit marriage. I'm trying to figure out what is appropriate as far as when and where to bring my children around my family, James. James, I say yes to both. Yes, bring your children to your parents' house. Yes, to your sister's house. Both of them were either utterly ignorant or disobedient. And I don't know which, and apparently you don't either. But if it wasn't dealt with at the time, they don't know, perhaps, that they're in mortal sin, if they are, that they've rejected Christ, that they're truly not Catholic. I don't know what they know. What you do need to do in love is speak to them privately, separately, and privately, apart from your children, and let them know what you've come to understand without condemning them about marriage, and that each one, give each one an opportunity to reconcile their marriage in the church with Christ. Don't keep your children from them as long as the faith is not spoken against during your visitation. We'll be right back after the break, beloved. Here at the Station of the Cross, we proudly bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners through radio and mobile devices, and we're grateful for the feedback we've received. It just really connected me to my faith. I always considered myself 100% Catholic, but didn't really realize that I wasn't fully practicing my faith, so I learned so much through the Station of the Cross and began just getting deeper in my prayers and feeling just so much closer to God and so well-versed in learning more about the Bible and more about what actually it means to be Catholic. So it became very, very important to me, and I listen to the radio station daily, and I absolutely love it. I make it a regular practice of donating every time they have their their fundraising and just love it and wouldn't want it to ever go away. If you've been blessed by listening to the Station of the Cross, let us know. Call 1-877-888-6279, extension 112. Then share your testimonial with us. The Station of the Cross thanks our financial supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. As a nonprofit lay organization not affiliated with your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. Through your generosity, we're able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. We offer several ways to view our programming grid, including at our website, thestationofthecross.com, and on our iCatholic Radio app. Just click the menu icon in the top left portion of our app and select the link to our programming grid. That's at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We have a little more than 10 minutes. Our lines are wide open, and you are welcome to call in with anything on your mind, your heart. Uh, Toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have an email from anonymously and says, Can you offer advice for someone who struggles with crippling anxiety on a near-daily basis? You know, dear one, um, <clears throat> many of us struggle with anxiety. That's very, very human uh, um, situation. But crippling anxiety is is more, much more severe. And usually, um, would the counsel would be for that normally to see some kind of health professional, psychologist, or health professional. Um, Maybe to identify the cause of that and to discuss there's different types of crippling anxiety. Uh, there might be medication that could be extremely helpful for you, not to make you a little zombie, just to make you feel normal again. Uh, some types of anxiety are caused by um, a chemical imbalance in the brain, just like we get viruses and we want medication because something's wrong in our system or colds, or any kind of sickness, we take medication. Same thing can happen with the mind and the brain. So a simple medication might really, really help us. Um, But most often, um, um, it would be good to see a health professional if you can. I just typed in on the Internet, crippling anxiety, and it looks like a good site that I came up with. Um, very well mind is it's it's called very well mind one word without spaces www.verywellmind.com and then forward slash how to deal with crippling anxiety and it, it discusses what it is the type of anxiety disorders the signs of crippling anxiety the symptoms of it the treatment of it um, the types of therapy uh, many, many things, and it looks like a very, very good site and leads you to other very good resources. So what I say most of all is do not continue to live with it without any help. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't continue to struggle with it. I've known people who've struggled year with, years with anxiety, and finally they agreed to take a medication that the psychologist or psychologist or psychiatrist uh, had recommended and they didn't want any medication and they finally took it in small doses, built it up if they needed to and they just felt normal and they didn't know they could feel normal. So um, I would I would get some help and see a medical health professional or mental health professional. But look at that site. Um, um, what did I say it was? Let me look. Very well mind. V-E-R-Y-W-E-L-L mind, M-I-N-D, dot com, and then how to deal with crippling anxiety. Dolores, um, on the phone from New York. Hello, Dolores. Hello, 
Hello, Mother Miriam. Thank you for taking the call. I spoke to your producer, James. I'm sorry, you're, you're kind of breaking up. Oh, all right. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear. Are you not driving, are you? No, 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 no. Okay. Never drive. Okay. And Go ahead. Your talk. You um, all right, here's the question, Mother, if you can answer this. So I'm in a spot. I hope you can hear me well. Um, there is a demonic statue that was put up outside the United Nations. Someone mentioned that it came from a area that was whatever the demons do in their own place and time. And they said that there's a representation in this statue of the animals of each one, which may be a mockery, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Do you know which animals, I mean, one was, which, I heard someone say that they saw that in the statue. Do you know which animal represents Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? I do. Um, There's two versions of it, ox and um, lion, um, eagle. Oh, I'm not thinking right now. I'm I'm drawing a blank, but uh, definitely a lion, ox, and eagle. And I, let's see, Mark, um, I'm I'm sorry, but I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, uh, you know how all the good statues of our saints are being taken down uh, through vandalism? I would like to see that statue taken down. I don't want to get you arrested, but I would um, do something about destroying it or covering it or doing something, if I could. Oh, this, it, it, it's, it's terrible. I know, I understand. And I would do anything I could about... Um, uh, taking it down, if it's possible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get you arrested. What's that? Who represents the United States uh, in the United Nations? We always have right. a representative. No, I understand. You know, I understand. Father, um, Father, um, I'm, boy, I'm drawing all kinds of blanks today. Um, I'm thinking of the chaplain of the United Nations. He has the parish there. Uh, he's on Raymond Arroyo. He's part of the um, papal posse. Father Gerald Murray uh, is the chaplain and the priest of the church at the United Nations. If anybody is in New York, uh, Dolores, and can go and speak with Father Murray, um, Father Gerald Murray, he may give you some thoughts on that. All right, thank you. And, Sister, the other thing I want to do is offer you and all your sisters and your new home, which I believe you're in now. Yeah, oh, we will be next month. Oh, next month. Well, uh-huh. all the blessings of the Christ child to all of you. And as Father Archbishop, or, uh, wait a minute, was it? Archbishop uh, Vigano? No, not the, oh, God bless him for what he's doing. Yes, I no, agree. I was, I was thinking about uh, um, the Archbishop Sheen TV. The, the TV one has uh, pardon Bishop Fulton Sheen. Yes, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Yeah, I was going back and thinking of the story of why he was only an archbishop, and mm-hmm. there was trouble in New York with the bishop, so we That's sent right. him away so we couldn't surpass him, mm-hmm. just like they did with Padre Pio. Same yeah. thing. 
Fulton J. Sheen would always say to everyone, "May uh, God love you," and they'd say, "Well, why do you say that, Father?" And he said, "Because I know God loves you. I just want Him to love you more." Good, perfect, perfect. All of you. Yeah. All of God you bless you, Dolores. Thank you for your call, for your heart, for your good wishes, and we wish you a, a blessed Christmas and New Year as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, and God bless us. You too, sweetheart. We have a text from Carol. Um, A text from Carol who says, How do you and the sisters spend Christmas, Mother Miriam? Well, um, we have some new sisters with us. This will be their first Christmas with us, so they don't even know how we spend it. But um, the most important part of uh, how we spend Christmas is by keeping a very good Advent. Prayerful, penance, um, beautiful celebration of Advent, and um, which prepares us for the Christ child. And so we don't have any decorations. On Christmas Eve morning, we will take out a tree and decorate. We won't put any lights on until we come back from Christmas Eve Mass, which will be about 1, 2 in the morning. And um, then we light the lights, and on Christmas morning, we'll have some presents and special food. And um, uh, we haven't even received mail during Christmas, so all the mail that's come to the sisters, they receive. They don't receive it during Advent. They receive it all Christmas morning and spend all of Christmas week writing Christmas cards and sending presents. And it's a very gorgeous, joyful time. God bless you, Carol, and all of you. And we'll speak with you tomorrow. <laughs>